Welcome to In the Envelope, an awards podcast. I am your host, Jack Smart, awards editor at Backstage. I'm here to give you a front row seat to the Emmys, Oscars, SAG, and Tony's races. Who is in the running? What makes an award-worthy performance? And what are the secrets to giving one? intimate, inspirational conversations with some of today's most talented stars provide you, dear listener, the kind of craft and career advice that could win you a statue of your own, and maybe, just maybe, a tantalizing glimpse in the envelope. The nose are just a part of the business, so it's, um, they're actually good, you know, they, they sure. kind of build this tenacity, and you keep going, and you get a yes, and there's like a mm. excitement, so I don't, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a part of it, I don't separate them. Welcome back, everyone, welcome back, it feels like a welcome back, hey, Jamie, hi. Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm good, how are you? I'm pretty good. Happy Oscar season, it's Oscar season. Yeah. It's winter and it's raining ice, so it must be Oscar season. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, I'm looking at the uh, Best Picture Oscar nominees now, just in case we have any listeners who are maybe like, I don't know, they're living in a black hole and they don't follow these things. I'm sure everyone listening knows like who's in the race and who's up for what. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for the purposes of this podcast, we're, we're back, backstage is in the Envelope and Awards podcast. Yeah. So we, oh my God. So this year is such an interesting year at the Oscars. I really feel like it's such a divided race. Yeah. All of these winner, all of these titles have taken home like different awards. It's very unclear who's going to win what on Oscar night, yeah. which I always think is much more exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. I know we've got our favorites. <laughs> we do. Yeah, we have our favorites. That was a hint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the favorite is one of the nominees for Best Picture, and it's tied with Roma, which is another one mm. for most Oscar nominations this year. And then there's also Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, Vice, and A Star is Born. Yeah. This is a great year for film. It is, yeah. Especially considering, I really think that this is, I think every year is a strong year for leading actress, and like you could easily have 10 or more nominees in that category. But this year, I've spoken with several friends about this, like, it's just going to be a bloodbath. Like the, only having five nominees means a bloodbath this year. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's going to be so many perceived "quote unquote" snubs because of the level of talent. I think this year. Well, yeah, it's very hard. I mean, the, there's you know, in terms of the acting styles and the performances, oh, totally. it's very hard to in any year, but particularly this year, to isolate one as being <laughs> super above the rest of them. You know, so totally. No one's being snubbed, quote unquote. Exactly. You know. Yeah. And of course, then you get into the thing of like, it's really comparing apples and oranges to talk exactly. about like even Glenn Close versus Olivia Coleman versus Melissa McCarthy. Like these are, you know, those are totally different performances and they're all worthy in their yeah. own way. And then I would argue that there's plenty of other actresses. I'm, I am thinking specifically of today's guest, Regina Hall. Yeah. Um, whose performance in Support the Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Support the Girls is nominated at the Film Independent Spirit Awards, yep. which I'm very thrilled about. I really love the Spirit Awards. I was there last year and I am planning on attending this year as well. That's the one on the beach, right? It's on the beach. It's in the middle of the day. Seagulls. Um, there are seagulls flying there on the blue carpet. Um, I spoke about it with with Regina Hall and we'll hear more about the the Spirit Awards later. But um, 
This was such a lovely chat. I am looking at my notes and the the parts where I have the most exclamation points is when she's talking, when we got Regina to talk about her process. And it was like, as the interview went on, we got glimpses at it until finally it start it started to emerge the like intangible, indescribable way that she creates characters yeah. and her work ethic. That was fascinating. Yeah. And it, it's, again, like you said, like different acting styles, different performances, different movies, all of that is true. And I think everyone has a different preparation technique mm. and hers involves a lot of outside in. It definitely involves like a going under this, uh, like a spell. Yeah. Having a spell cast on you when the, when the director says action, which I find witchy and weird and amazing. Yeah. Um, and she talks a lot about like hearing the character. She talks about uh, Lisa and support the girls. Yeah. And conversing with the character. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she talks to the character. I, I love that stuff. Um, I think uh, listeners can get a lot out of this, even if they haven't seen Support the Girls, but you should. You should support support the girls. Yeah. But obviously people also know her from, uh, know Regina from like early days in the scary movie, scary movie movies and in Best Man and Think Like a Man and Love and Basketball and um, yeah. Malibu's Most Wanted and Allie McBeal. And she her list goes on and on and on. And we also got to talk about Black Monday, which is the new Showtime comedy. Yeah. This episode doubles as it's a middle of Oscar season episode, but it's also like, hey, this is Emmy. This is a pre- Emmy preview as well because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Black Monday's amazing and she's obviously amazing. Yeah, and it speaks to her versatility as an actor and a. Oh yeah, totally. That's something I think that Hollywood is waking up to. That Regina Hall is like always good, and you can kind of give her a wide variety of roles, and she's going to kill it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you can hear why when you listen to this interview. Yeah. And uh, like all the people, all the guests on this podcast, seemingly, and she talks about it at the beginning, she really loves your bag, your Meryl Streep bag. Um, But can I just say that editing this was a little challenging because she's got a huge (laughs) dynamic range in terms of the volume of her voice. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. I loved it. But kind of challenging so uh, there are points where i've tried to save your ears from super loud bits or like straining to hear super quiet bits so okay. we're keeping people on their toes yeah this i just want to prep you in advance of that <laughs> okay well let's take a quick break and then get to this wonderful interview with regina hall if you love indie films, be sure to check out this year's Film Independent Spirit Awards. Aubrey Plaza hosts a party on the beach for the brightest stars in independent cinema. Watch the Film Independent Spirit Awards live on IFC and Facebook Watch, Saturday, February 23rd at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. See the nominees and prep for the big event at spiritawards.com. Regina Hall has proven she's one of today's shrewdest and funniest on-screen performers. From her early days pounding the pavement in films like Love and Basketball and the Scary Movie franchise, to the biggest comedy of last year, Girls Trip, and now the Showtime series Black Monday. She's also masterful at quietly breaking our hearts as in this year's The Hate You Give and the Andrew Bujalski indie Support the Girls, the latter of which has earned Regina a Film Independent Spirit Award nomination for leading actress. Without further ado, here's our deep dive with Regina Hall. I can't believe this photo shoot. I know. 
it was so cute. This is wasn't the. It? I think it's the pr- uh, the prettiest backstage photo shoot ever. Aw, thank you. Like those, like, and you know, we did it in that that um, shuffleboard yeah. place. Like what? <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> I know, and the pictures came out so oh, pretty. So nice. Um, you're here. You're here for today to do press, or where do you, where are you here? I'm here for the New York Film Critics Circle Awards. <gasps> Congratulations! Thank you. Um, the first black woman to ever win the award. Mm-hmm. I know it only <laughs> took 83 years. <laughs> Is that how long it's been around? Yeah. Oh, that's well. It's embarrassing for them, I think, <laughs> a little bit. Um, well, change comes and it comes. Change, right? yeah, exactly. Comes and, and it comes. And you're ready when it comes. That's all. I don't have my notebook, Regina Hall. That bag is I, so good. Yeah. Do you like it? I love Should it. Should we put it Because I love her. Do you, you know, know her? No. But I'll tell you something. Tell me everything. It's striking to me that she wasn't known as a beauty, because she's quite a beauty. Right? She said it. I mean, she said that she was laughed out of auditions and stuff. Yeah. And she's like, she's just like a Stunning force. I mean, her she's hair. just beautiful. Uh. Hair. Her hair eyes. Acting. Look at her eyes. Right? This is such a gr- perfect thing. We're talking about this bag mm-hmm. in this non-visual medium. <laughs> <of the podcast>. <laughs> <laughs> um, Regina Hall, thank you for joining us at Backstage's podcast. You've already been on our cover. But this podcast is for the working actor. Mm-hmm. And we, we want to get all of your craft and career advice, mm-hmm. all of your deepest, mm-hmm. darkest secrets. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say thank you to Backstage, first of all, because that yes. was, you know, everyone Backstage was the Bible. You know what I mean? You go, we went to the back. We went, oh, I went to Backstage for everything. Wonderful. But, I mean, this is before, it was not nearly, it didn't, I don't think it had a cover. A glossy <laughs> mat, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a fold out, but it was perfect. When was this? This is when I lived in New York. Uh-huh. And so what were you? this was in the 80s. Yeah, because yeah. um, you were at Fordham, mm-hmm. but when? But I thought you were not pursuing acting until after school. Yeah, in the nineties, until until I was in NYU. So that would have been. Oh, like, I see. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, not not Tisch, the graduate. That was in um, arts and sciences. Right. Yeah. Um, and you studied journalism, which yes. I think is so cool. Yes. <laughs> um, Denzel Washington also studied journalism, and I. Did I, he? Yeah, and I yeah, asked him about. Yeah, he went to Fordham. Mm-hmm. And he went to Fordham. And I asked him about how that relates to his acting, mm-hmm. and I think it does, right? There's Absolutely. Like a, I'm sure there's a way that you, like, read material, you yeah. know what I mean? And kind of how you interpret material the same way you interpret a story and mm. maybe, you know, how much you read, you know, informing you of a lot of things just around the world. But I think definitely. certainly helps for press. Oh. Yeah, you like, do learn how to talk in a soundbite. Navigate. <laughs> good. That's actually really good to hear. Um it was journalism at first for you. Mm-hmm. When did it become acting? I mean, I always did love acting, but you know, my my, I don't, I don't think my dad would have been like, I'm gonna pay for you to go to school for acting. Oh, okay. It wasn't necessarily like a real feasible profession. Absolutely. Growing up, and you know, my dad was a lot more practical. He's an electrician, but he did he pay out a stroke suddenly and passed away my first uh, trimester of at NYU, mm. and it's called trimester. Yes. A lot of times, I'm not, not trimester of pregnancy. <laughs> no. Um, no. They don't go in semesters. They go in trimesters. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so 
your very first trimester there. Yeah, my very first trimester at school. And so it just kind of, um, you know, I was really, I had a friend who was like, maybe you could do it for extra money because, you know, my dad was very um, Mm. financial stability. And then um, I sort of um, got a no at every commercial audition. Uh And then I was like, oh, you have to be good at this. You can't just, (laughs) like, show up with, like, a ponytail and be like, hi. So then it just made me, I actually think I got pretty profoundly, like, shocked by the rejection. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That made me study more. Yeah. Well, now, now, well, once I started studying, I realized that it is a part of it. You know what I mean? It's kind of Mm -hmm. like getting mad at plaque when you're a dentist. It's just, it's, 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 you know, the nose are just a part of the business. So it's, um, and it's, and it's, they're actually good. You know, they, they kind of build this tenacity and you, um, and you keep going, and you get a yes, and there's like a mm. excitement. So I don't, yeah, it's it's yeah. a part of it. I don't separate them. Right, and you got you got a yes only after you you did the thing of committing, of really saying, okay, I got to do the prep work. And I gotta, yeah, you got to do the work. Yeah, yeah. And I still get no's, you know, quite a bit. My agent probably gets more upset about it. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. he does. That's he the does. attitude. Yeah, I'm you... always not shocked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then I'm like, they said no, but yeah. most of the time I'm like, well, my manager, I'm like, guys, maybe we should just accept this fifth no. Oh, um, oh like he, in a row? Well, no, not in a row. Maybe they'll keep trying with the same oh, person. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, would you please just see her, just meet her? Mm. You know what I mean? Because they, they, they might, no, she's not, you know, that's not what we're looking for. And they're like, well, just meet her. Well, can she, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah. I've heard it said on this podcast, a lot of people on this podcast have even said that acting is the kind of thing where you have to be all in Mm -hmm. and you have to kind of not have any other path or options or kind of even close it off. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like when you made the decision that that was something you wanted to do, I mean, you had the passion for it, Mm -hmm. but you then decided I have to put in the work as well. Yeah. I mean, I think it's something, you know, it's such a, you know, it's a complex process and I think Mm -hmm. it is different for everyone. But I mean, I think once you know, you have to firmly make the decision that you are going to, you are going to pursue it, you know, with a whole mm. heart, you know, and with focus, because that's the only re- the only way you can know if it would ever, you know, work. And it means, you know, mm. you have to really meet the opportunities with the preparation. And if you're not willing to do that, and like willing to sit and know your lines, do your work, and 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 kind of pound the pavement, and yes. Except, you know, the nose uh, with the constructive con- criticism and, mm. and, you know, not personalize it. You know, you have to. And those, you know, those are their days. You do it better than others. Sure. And but, you know, you have to just say, OK, this is this is I am. This no will not derail this train. I'm going forward. You know, you have to you have to um, mm. has to be very much um, your conviction has to be very much a part of it. Yeah, practicing the, the conviction. Yeah. Letting the nose, letting your agents be more upset about the nose than you. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you know, you you know, there's, there is no way to, t- to, to not take it in. But, you know, it's, yeah. you just have to make sure it doesn't break you. You know, it is, you know, nose are, nose are okay. And, and then the more you do, you realize that, you know, sometimes the nose are not about you or your performance. There's mm-hmm. so many things that, there's so many variables that go into um, getting a part that you're not always aware of. Sometimes you think it's about you just be giving 
kind of an amazing audition. And there's just, there's so many things going on behind the scenes that you're not aware of. So mm. I think, you know, then your job becomes always to give a great audition because that impression lasts. Yes. And you may not mm. get that job, but you may get another sure. one. I mean, I auditioned years and years ago for George Tillman, and he mm -hmm. um, remembered that. And we ended up, you know, working together years cool. later. So sometimes you're auditioning for something you're not even aware of. Later. Later. Yeah, I like that. Amanda Stenberg was here a couple she weeks was. ago. She was. She My little great baby. Things to say about she you. She did. She's. I have great things to say about her. <laughs> she's kind of uh, an incredible. Mm. Ah, she's. Um, she's so she's, lovely. She's a. She's an incredible um, artist and actress and performer, but she's also really an incredible human being. Mm. Oh. And she's so. Gosh, wise and you know you want to talk about it at work wise. ethic. I mean she's. Yeah. You know, 19 years old, you know, when we're shooting, and Amanda was so prepared. She had done so mm -hmm. much work, and her commitment to making sure that Star yeah. was, you know, authentic was just, it totally. was just so wonderful to see. She just was, um, she just, I mean, I, I just, I, I'm so glad I got to be her mommy, you know, <laughs> for a brief time and, mm -hmm. um, you know, in those circumstances, because she was, she's such an easy, person to love. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I can't believe she's only 20. It and makes yeah. me feel pretty I know. No, inadequate. she is. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, at 20, I was probably, God knows what I was doing. <laughs> You're not going to finish the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's best unsaid. <laughs> but I wasn't doing what a man was doing, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no one is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I loved the Hey You Give So Much, and I loved Support the Girls, and we'll get to Support the Girls um, later. But I want to ask about the um, pounding the pavement and the idea of that mm -hmm. and what that specifically means, especially when you're prepping either for an audition or for a role. Mm -hmm. What, um, first of all, you used backstage. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, I it. was, it was in, in New York, it was, it's, you know, I don't know what it's like in LA specifically. I know in mm. New York, because that's where I was doing so. I mean, in, in LA too, I do. But in New York, when you're really at the very beginning, when mm -hmm. you're really, you know, and back then to get an agent, you literally sent out pictures. You know, there wasn't, yeah. they weren't looking for you on YouTube and they didn't, right. they didn't, there were, there were no other avenues for them to find you except like being at a play, you know, what I mean? and inviting them and, inviting yeah. them and you know, mm. sending your headshots out or if there was like a showcase that you were a part yeah. of. So that was the only way. So, um, and there were, you know, places like right around here, you'd walk like you could have, you know, mm. four auditions and you just walk like, oh, wow, yeah. that's when you'd walk like, you know, 20 blocks. Sure. Because you didn't want to spend the dollar twenty five. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna spend that when I go home. Yeah. Now it's way much more expensive. But back then mm. that was what it was, and even that was expensive. So you just would spend your day walking and going to. You know, you literally like, it was kind of an, a literal expression of pounding the pavement, yeah. and you walked around and you went to backstage. You went through backstage, and you're like, "Is there anything I'm kind of right for?" Uh -huh. And it was the mm. one way that you could actually get to an audition. And you know, you didn't have to have an agent. You could, you know, be in a play. There was a play. I can't remember the name of it that I found in backstage, and I actually you did. I no, well, no, no, I no, no, well, kind of, but no, I was the understudy. Oh, okay. um, but I did get to go up, and it was at Playwright oh. Playwright Horizon. Oh, so amazing. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. Um. So yeah, you know, but like those are things you just wouldn't, you would not have found out when you don't have an agent. Like that's where, you you know, that's why getting that and you know, 
sometimes the calls would be quite crowded. But um, yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know that was also a part of it. You'd be willing to wait. That was your day, you know. Yeah. And then of course I would. I was a cocktail waitress, so I would waitress at night. Amazing. Yeah, and um, you know it was just it was just going through that process, and yeah. there's never a great time. In, like there were a few months, but in New York in the summertime it'd be really hot. So now you've walked like twelve blocks, yeah. and you're still trying to look cute, but you don't. <laughs> But it was okay. You do. I don't know. It was okay because back then they only had those like terrible Polaroids they took. Which were, you remember for auditions. They, yeah, for auditions. They did Polaroids. Ooh. They didn't have. Um, and then they would post yeah. and, and kind of look afterward. <laughs> yes. yes. I see. Yeah. It is completely different. Today. Completely different. Yeah. So different. And it's cold in the winter. You're hot in the summer and then you're. And you're cold doing and the you're same walking. Thing in the yeah, but at least in the walking in the winter, the walking, you could warm up. for. <laughs> you'd warm up during the 20 blocks. But you're, if God forbid, you forgot your. You needed, like, your ears, because I remember yes. one time I had forgot. My ears had gotten really cold yeah. because I was trying to look cute and I didn't want the hat to mess up my hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was dumb, because mm-hmm. um, I just had red ears. Um, but you know that was also you know. But you also met people. You know, you met a lot of you saw oh, sure. you see a lot of the same people, and so you kind of have this community of people that you kind of um, you're they're just kind of they're on your same circuit. Yeah. And um, you watch something, and you're like, oh, they got the job. And, right. And you just have a lot of patience. And you just have a lot of, yeah, <laughs> tears and patience. Tears, too. Oh. Yeah. And then when you started taking that process seriously, mm-hmm. what kind of work goes into that, like prepping for an audition? Mm-hmm. Did you, you mentioned like the memorizing of the lines, obviously, yeah. but the researching of the people involved? Yeah, or? well, there's just a lot of, you know, when you're going into your character work, that's when you're taking mm-hmm. all your training and you're just, um, you know, you're doing your backstory, you mm-hmm. know, and you're, kind of, you know, rehearsing and working it out and, you know, setting all your intentions with, you know, all your lines and, you know, kind of, you know, well, back then, I think, gosh, even Best Man, even Best Man, I didn't, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't, that's when you didn't, I didn't get the whole script, you know. You got your scenes. I got just my sides. And so you're kind of imagining what the the, the tone of the whole script is. You don't know what's going to happen. You just have that. Hmm. That very little portion. So you kind of try trying to navigate, well, what is the whole world? What does this mean? Where does this fit in the story? But, you know, back then you had to, they would leave the sides in a bin. Oh. Um, because they didn't, there was no email. Oh, oh right, right, right. So no one could be like, we're going to email your sides. Yeah. And like, uh, you weren't making enough money for them to messenger it. So no, okay. <laughs> no one was messengering you, you a the, script. Okay. So you would just go there and you would, there'd be a, like a bin, and they'd be, if you had to go after hours, you would uh-huh. just you would just pick them up. Right. It's so funny because now you just get emailed everything, mm-hmm. but or texted even or text. Yeah, but back then you literally had to go. See, that was another part of the trip. I got to go pounding. downtown and get. That was okay. another part of the pounding of the pavement. Right, getting getting the mater- getting this small part. Of I mean, the if material. you have a small part, then you only have a couple pages, but you I assume you then pour over those pages. Yeah, because you're trying to figure out, well, I wonder if this leads to, you're trying to figure out and you're, any, you're reading like the pages that you only have one line on, but it may have a whole other scene because uh-huh. you're like, maybe that can inform me. I remember when I got Best Man, I didn't. I was like, yay! And then I was like, what's the story? Because yeah. I hadn't gotten the whole script. You didn't even know the plot. I didn't even know the plot. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I actually really, it's so funny you say that thing about the not knowing what the tone is. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about how often, I've never asked this before, but I feel like it applies to you in the case of like 
scary movie versus mm-hmm. something like Support the Girls. <laughs> How often are you on set mm-hmm. or prepping and you have one kind of idea in your head of what mm-hmm. it's going to be, mm-hmm. and then you're in the movie theater and it's a completely different experience? Oh, like for an audition? Do yeah. Yeah, I remember I went to one audition very I, in New York, and I didn't, and I, and I just, I, I mean, I gave an audition, and mm-hmm. I didn't have the script, obviously, and it was like, oh, so moving, and the casting director was like, that was so beautiful. Uh-huh. He was like, it's completely wrong, but it's beautiful. Like, <laughs> the tone, he was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, I was crying, and he was like, oh, no, wow. no, this no, is, no. Um, that's not it at all. Was it like a laugh out loud comedy? It was a. It was a. It was. It, there was. It was comedic. So it was uh-huh. a. It was a little more of a comedy than a dramedy. Okay. And I thought it was a full on like drama. I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, I and I was like, gosh, sorry, you know. So sometimes it happens. Real now, I now I pretty much, you know, I get so I much see. information now about it before I even. Mm-hmm. Read it. It's you that know? you get more information, or are you are you better at assessing both? The tone? I mean, yeah. both. Um, but I mean, I have the whole script. You know, I have, True. you know, yeah. my agent is like, this is this, this is this, this mm-hmm. is this, it's set. I mean, there's so much more. Whereas before, like I said, I'm just getting pieces of yeah. sides and I don't know how it connects to a story. Um, and yes, and then you do get better at it with more experience. Yeah. So now, yeah. you know, you kind of... Because even when you know, get a full script, you got to look for more context. you got to yeah. maybe fill in some blanks. You, you mentioned backstory. Well, yeah, I always try and create a backstory of cool. my character so that she... Um, you know, pretty detailed one so that I know exactly who she is and, you know, what happened. I see all these things happening, but, like, what... That no one else would know. It's kind of yeah. just, you know, to inform you of things that might be triggers, things that you don't know that an audience will never know, like what kind of mm. secrets she's walking around with. Yes. Um, that feels especially true for mm-hmm. something like Support the Girls. Yeah, because Support the Girls, there's so much that she has to cover, and there's so mm-hmm. much that, you know, I, th- I feel like in real life, you know, you come to work every day, but I don't, you could have had incredibly tragic, sad news like five days ago. You know, people mm-hmm. go to work, they may have just gone through a breakup, a loss, you know, they could have like serious, you know, financial things plaguing them. There's sure. just, there's so many things, you know what I mean, that, that we all have to put a mask on when we go into mm-hmm. our world and that we can't, you know, the show kind of must go on, I guess yeah. is the word, but you, and so you're, I don't want to say covering, but it's just another portion of your life. You know, yeah. you're able to compartmentalize things, you know, mm-hmm. for, for a moment. And you call, and that's secrets. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and is that true of any characters? Do all characters have have? Oh, of course, secrets. Yeah, Never, yeah, because they I think, have masks. Yeah, I think that's just part of being alive. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. you certainly couldn't walk around with everything that's going on within. Yeah, just you know, like just yeah. Up. Imagine if I'm like, "How are you?" You're gonna say, "Fine." You know, you're not gonna be like, "Oh my goodness, it is. It's rough today." I, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and name everything that's rough. So, right. I think um, we all have things that we aren't necessarily going to reveal to everyone, mm-hmm. you know, in every setting, you know. It's like I don't need my boss to be like, oh, you know, I was just terrified that I don't know what I'm doing today. <laughs> I don't uh-huh. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? You may be like, totally didn't get what you were saying on the phone last night, but I'm just going to get come here. I mean, you don't always want everyone to know, like, yeah, I didn't sleep well, um, you know. There has to be a, a layer of protection. Yeah, I mean, I ju- yeah, and I just think it's just, um, 
I just think, you know, it's what it is to be human. I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I just think you also can't walk around like proclaiming that every day because you've got another task that has to be done. Mm. Oh, yeah. So you can't kind of like wallow in that portion of it. You kind of like you mm-hmm. deal with what you can deal with when you get to it. So that's for home. Now you're at work. So now the function at work is <laughs> to get A, B, C, D. You'll, you know, you can't do anything about that. So I think it's just yeah. a, a, a way that we just um, function. Yeah. To get through everything that's going on. In, yeah, in I life. totally got that sense from from Lisa in the film that she's choosing to not wallow and yeah. to get A B C D E. Mm-hmm. And her patience is being <laughs> tried and tried and tried. Yeah. It's yeah. such a um the tiny little details of a person's oh, life. Yeah. And that's why I f- I feel like you must have had even more maybe the most prep and backstory yeah. and like she had a lot of backstory and Andrew and I talked about it and yeah. you know like who is Lisa you know mm-hmm. I thought about where she and her first husband met you know what was mm-hmm. that breakup like you know what I mean like yeah you know what I mean where she has her kids now she's remarried and you know what's the pattern in her life and relationships and where what's the pattern you know in her life you know as a person who is clearly codependent you know what I mean like mm-hmm. um who has a real need to be needed who's who's validated in in a way that she's needed, which is not a bad thing, but it can, but you know that every coin has its flip side. Yeah, for sure. I love that, I actually love that there's a lot of um, piecing together that almost we have to do of like, oh, of course there must be a first husband somewhere. Yeah. A lot of it is under the surface on purpose in Mm -hmm, this movie. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, it's, um, you and Andrew must have created stuff that never even saw the light of day. Together. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's funny because I was like, even with her husband, I was like, was she married before? Did she have two kids out of wedlock? Even oh. making that decision, yeah. you know, um, mm. because it's kind of like, well, then, you know, who is she? You know what I mean? So I, I decided she had been married, you know, and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I think she kind of has this idealistic way of looking at things, but also really realistic, too. And I think it's... um. Mm. You know, one of the things I loved about Andrew is that he gave you so much, but then he gave you so much room to create so much backstory. Definitely. He did both. Yeah. And is that is that rare for you? I mean, you this is a big leading role. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the the success of the whole movie is it's down to this this one part. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I think that the whole success of the movie is because of the conversation you must have had with him. Like you guys are so cohesive in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, that's the that's like the thrilling and exciting part and the scary part because you uh-huh. have someone who's been writing a script for a long time before he even gets to you, and then mm. you have to, you know, bring this character and this world alive. And um, yeah. he, it's it's like it's it's necessary, mm-hmm. you know, or the film doesn't work. And um, then your relationship, you know, my relationship with Andrew was really important too. Just the ability yeah. to get feedback and for us to talk about things. And, you know, there's such a, a big area of trust, you know. Oh, yeah. um, I was like, Andrew, every time I read it, I hear an accent. Is that okay? I was like, I don't, from the first time I read it, I was mm. like, she doesn't sound like me. And he was like, okay. Um, cool. what do you, you know, what did you have in mind? And then I just was like, I think she sounds, I was like, when I hear her, she sounds like this. And, you know, he wasn't like, he was never like, no, she doesn't have this or no. He uh-huh. was just like, oh, okay, yeah. I hadn't necessarily thought of her with that, but if that's how you feel. And hmm. I was like, yeah, I do. And he was great. I was like, I feel like, you know, just, I was like her hair. And I, hmm. I was like, I feel like she's, 
I loved Lisa, but I also felt like she might have been a little stuck. Oh, yeah. You know, when they're in that world, it's not. Um, so just even to the details of like. So detailed. Yeah, the makeup. I was like, mm -hmm. I, wanted the, I wanted the makeup. I wanted the people in the makeup to put it on with their fingers. So it looked like she did it in the morning because she cared about how she looked. But maybe she didn't have the time to do, mm. you know. I don't think she had a million brushes in there. In there, um, no. You know what I mean? They they worked. They were hardworking, yeah. working class people. Um, so just like little stuff like that. And Angel wow. was so great in being like, yeah, absolutely. And then um, mm -hmm. once I heard her voice, you know, he just was like, okay, you could, you know, that's, that's all right. Cool. That works for me too. Yeah, and it's it's that thing of here's my reading of this yeah. character. What do you think? Yeah. And certainly it's about a collaboration that doesn't set up a, an environment where he's going to be like, no. Yeah, and Andrew <laughs> is so, he's just, he's, he's, he's such a wonderful director to work with. You know, he just, he gently guides you, you know what I mean, and his ideas. Mm. And, you know, there are times where he's like, I want you to, you know, cover it more. I want you to have the same motion and cover it more. I think specifically in the scene where she was at the man cave. Oh, um, at the end. Yeah, and I wanted her hair to be really curled, and I wanted it to look like she really tried for this interview so mm. that you could, you know, you could feel the effort that she always took, mm -hmm. the effort. You know, I always felt like Lisa took effort, and, you know, I remember in that interview scene, he was like, just, you know, cover it. Just cover it. Yeah, cover it, yeah. Even in the eating after the fight with um, Shane and her boyfriend, even just the soup, you know, cover it. Hmm. You know, not to have a breakdown because he just, like, it wasn't time for her to have a breakdown. Yeah. So it's just not until the end of that kind of cathartic scream that you... That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And where, did you ever do the thing of um, try a take that's not covering it? or, or did you... We did. We had yeah. some like that, yeah. Cool. Like, that was great, too, where he would... Well, actually, I would usually have a take where I wasn't covering and Andrew would be like, let's try it this way and I'll see what works. So he had the option so that, mm. you know, he could have that in editing. Cool. Because it's that thing of you, you maybe, I don't know if this is always the best advice, but it's maybe better to go bigger and then be reined in mm -hmm. rather mm -hmm. than being too small. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I think the tendency, and I think I think what was what was so great is that he, you know, always knew the subtlety that he probably had planned for that story. And so for me, I'd be like, oh God, this is emotion. Look, we know I did it twenty years ago at the other audition, so you exactly. know, like, yeah, the so, crying. Yeah, the <laughs> I was like very emotional, but um, I'd go, okay, let's try it that way. And then mm -hmm. there was, you know, something completely different that would happen. And um, hmm. you know, you're working with the modified. You know, amount of time yes. and budget. So, oh, yeah, sure. we would, you know, we had a little, the great thing is that we did have rehearsal. Cool, cool, And cool. so we got to really uh, rehearse in the space and kind of navigate around the space a lot. Yeah, and make it lived in, like a, the yeah, routine of it. Like, this is where you'd come in in the morning, this is the locker, this is this, Yeah. this is how you'd move in and out. And the girls That's were there cool. too, like, you know. Yeah. Um, how did you get involved? Um, my agent, I was in, in New Orleans shooting Girl Strip, and he sent me a script and was like, I want you to read this. I, you know, I like it. I think it's something special. And he kind of said who the director was. And I wasn't familiar with Andrew. And yeah. he was like, I'm going to, you know, if you like it, I'm going to send you some of his work so you can see it. And I, and I couldn't stop thinking about the script. It okay. was just, I, kept, I read it and kept waiting for, I don't know, her to be bad. What do you mean? Because I was like, Lisa, is she really raising money for this girl? Like, I thought. Oh, 
Interesting. You know, because I was... I, I, the ulterior motive or... Yes, like, you know, and oh my goodness, is her husband going to be sleeping with her? Because, you know, there's that line, oh. aren't you afraid to... Are you afraid to have Shana with your husband? And she's like, oh no. Hmm. And none of that happened, you know what I mean? And maybe right. in, a, in a bigger studio movie it would have, yeah. you know what I mean? But they were just good people, yeah. you know what I mean? There was no ulterior motive. She just wanted to help. And so... Um, hmm. That kind of stayed with me. And then I also Interesting. Really, yeah, I also really... Um, so then he came to New Orleans, um, and we had a meeting, and um, we talked a little. I don't know that we talked about the movie that much. <laughs> we talked mm. a little, and then I was like... I think and my agent said, how'd it go? And I was like, I think it went well. And uh, I think maybe a few months later, I got the offer. And there was no audition? No, there wasn't an audition. That meeting for that was one. the quote unquote audition. Yeah, the, yeah, that meeting. But how on earth, it's so funny that you're going from the biggest comedy of last <laughs> year <laughs> into this tiny, tiny indie. Like while you were filming it, you yeah. were thinking about it. Yeah, no, yeah, it was definitely, I was like, oh, this is the next one. And huh. he, um, I was like, do you want to come to the rap party? And Andrew's pretty shy. And he, he was <laughs> I like, uh, so he came for with a few Tiffany minutes to the, to, the, to the, yeah. <laughs> Tiffany, Hadn't gotten there yet because he came oh. at the very beginning, so he missed Tiffany. But um, <laughs> he um, he did come, so yeah, it was it was definitely it was definitely I guess completely different, except for the word girls. I guess it was <laughs> a oh, yeah. very opposite movie. It was yeah. girls trip to support the girls, but um, hmm. it was a gear switch for sure. That's true. Like they are both really about sisterhood, and yeah. like in that in that kind of uncynical way of yeah. maybe you think that they're gonna be evil or. Something's yeah. amiss, but yes. it's just them. They it's, love each other. Yeah, they just love each other. In that way, they are they are similar. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Except the girls. So it was so yeah, it was different. And then um, I just I knew I really wanted it after I read it, and after I met Andrew, I really did too. Yeah, and it sounds like that's the criteria: is you have to really love it when you read it. Yeah, or you know, you have to see something. I mean, I will say from the first moment I read it, I could hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could hear it. I could hear like Lisa. I read it and I heard her accent. I didn't, and I, it's weird because hmm. I don't know. I didn't know that she was. I knew I didn't know how many people he was meeting, and I didn't know. It didn't have her race in there. You know what I mean? It didn't say African American, so I wasn't sure what direction he was going to go in. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that. I guess it could have been. Not. It could have been. Yeah, it could have just been anyone. It wasn't. It was never really addressed. Kind of what anyone was. And so I didn't know where, how he was thinking, if he was thinking, oh, I'm going to or I'm not. And, hmm. um, but I was happy he did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like that conversation is all he needed to know that it was you. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I never asked him what it was in that conversation. but um, <laughs> Next I was, time you work with him? Yeah, yeah, next time, yeah. Or, you know, he's coming to L.A. for the um, Independent Spirit Awards. So I'll ask him oh, that. I'm so excited for those. Yeah. Congratulations those on that you. nomination. Thank you. Yeah, it's really, really fun. You can drink in the afternoon. <laughs> yes, I was there last year. It was really fun. It was really fun. There's seagulls overhead oh, yeah. as you're on the on the carpet. It's like, oh, yeah. No, it's happening. It's probably like, it's like kind of the coolest of the, you I know agree. what I mean? Yeah, it's 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 swanky in a it's, very yeah, California way. It is. It's yeah. like a swanky California, yeah, show. Yeah, so. um, we really, I really love talking to the um, the people who have been working for so long and have this incremental success. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, not the not not the giant breakthrough no, when you're now. Wasn't. What do I? Do? Yeah, no, it certainly wasn't an overnight. <laughs> yeah, it's no, a journeyman it, actor it's, yes. kind of a thing. Yeah, where you really start and it's it's like a chipping. 
it's chipping. Mm -hmm. And so that I I want to ask like what does that mean for what comes next? Yeah. Do you have are you scheming? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm always looking at great material. I mean, there's always every time you do get to a certain point, there's definitely a strategy involved, you mm. know. In the beginning, you know, it's just work. You know, it's like yes. you know, you just you're like you have to work. You have to get a you have to, you know, and so you are less um picky. Yeah. And then there's there is like uh the idea of, you know, being, you know, like, okay, well we don't want to get typecast. We don't want to do this again and again and again. Right. So there's so then it does there does become more of a strategy with you and with your team and hmm. and, you know, creating opportunities that maybe you have to fight a little more for mm -hmm. because they're not you know, I couldn't do like ten more scary movie characters, you know. Totally. I got to do it four times which is lucky yeah. to be able to do it as that character because of the sequels, but then strategically you want to go away from that. Even Best Man being the first movie and then being able to, you know, which was great, but but then making the decision to do something as broad as Scary Movie. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, when that becomes your biggest movie, then yeah, you have to go against that again so that you don't become that's not the only thing that people, you know, so then you get kind of a lot of scripts and opportunities and offers to do roles that are similar to that, and you kind of have to say, well, no, I'll take the smaller role doing this. Yeah. I did this movie called Paid in Full, oh. which ended up becoming like a little cult classic in like that little community. And um, then after Paid in Full, so funny when you can't remember, but I do remember... I remember shortly after, you know what, I think maybe it was, um, it was maybe Ally McBeal. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was Coretta Lip maybe after Ally McBeal, which was completely, because I, I was shooting Ally McBeal while I still had the braids. I was shooting it at the same time. Oh. And, um, and was that strategic or was that no. more of a yes? <laughs> well, that was definitely a yes, but that was yeah. a call that came from David Kelly. Yeah, that was oh. actually an that was actually an offer that he wrote that. So that was, um, and I, I was see. it was great because it was a comedy. You know, it was still yeah. in that, but it was um, such a respected show. Um, and then I think after Ally McBeal, I um, plus it was TV. It was television. Yeah, I think maybe Malibu's Most Wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. was just because. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I, they kind, you know, they kind of go all over the place now that I think about it. But um. Well, sure, but it's at that transition where you are picky, but not too picky. No, you're not so picky that you're not working. Yeah. Where they're not where you're going for things that you're just not gonna get. Oh. You know what I that's mean? That's They're, you know, and at that point, you know, Jamie Kennedy was, you know, his his show was on the Jamie Kennedy Experiment, and he, so it was still like a great role to get, and um. Yeah. Um. She wasn't so broad, and she kind of was a little, like, she was the hot chick, so, you know, it was a chance mm -hmm. to be like, like, Brenda wasn't, Brenda may have thought she was sexy, but <laughs> yes. Brenda, you know what I mean? Brenda, I Brenda, agree. Brenda had a high opinion of herself. Yes. And how Ray felt about her, but I don't know that that was, like, the way the worst, rest of the world saw her. So, um, yeah, it was kind of just doing just a, you know, little, just things that you yeah. were, that where you, you kept working. Yeah. You know, work begets work. But sure. that, um that they were at least different different in tone, different maybe a little bit in character and um you got to think about tone. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know you're you're um the people who directed and then also your co-stars, you know, and so mm. they were all just they all had something, you know, because you know, you're not always in a position to be, you know, completely choosy. Right. Yeah. 
And it sounds like a lot but of there's the, a lot you say no to. That's sure that you're grateful for. Yeah, it's a it's a combination of the saying no, saying yes to just the right thing. Yeah. Um, going and then out being for a lot told no. The great thing yeah. is, there's uh, so many things I wanted that I got no to, and they ended up not being good anyway. They were like, "It's like, <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm so glad I didn't get that." Like, you know, the, that was an all, you know. And I'm sure I've been in some of those too. But um, oh, <laughs> but so no one's a, ever talked about that. The ones you don't get that you're then you're like, Whew. Ooh, oh, I've had a, I've had quite a few of those. <laughs> I've had quite a few of those. Where I'm like, Whew. it's like so. It's like there's some kind of divine intervention that molds it too. Uh huh. It's not just sometimes it's not. Yeah, it's not yeah. just you. Like you know, sometimes it's just it's yeah. Like, it's calibrating the yeses and nos, and it's a divine or yes, it's a luck or it's a, yeah. But it sounds like a lot of the kind of maybe at the mid phase of the career yeah. is about like challenging casting directors' definitely, perceptions of you. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, my agents would you know really, you know, sometimes they'd win the fight and I'd get seen, and sometimes they win wouldn't. The fight. Yeah. You know, just to go in, and then hmm. sometimes I wouldn't get it, but maybe. I would have changed at least the opinion of, sure. you know, people like, oh, you know what, she's, you know, we're going with a different person, and sometimes it'd just be a much bigger name. Oh, mm-hmm. Um, but at least, too. It, at yeah. least for something else, they'd be like, but she was great. I would, you know, and then maybe they call you in six or seven the months. Or George Tillman else. thing. Yeah. yeah, that would that. That's one example. But yeah, Mary Renew was great too. And there's a lot of been a lot of great supportive yeah. casting directors. How did you get? Um, was Girls Trip an offer? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was there also like a chemistry read aspect to that or? No. Well, you know, by then with Girls Trip, I had done Think Like a Man, which was an offer too. And I had yeah. done like three movies with Will Packer. Oh. Uh-huh. You know, I had done About Last Night already. Right. And um, so he was then in the corner fighting with, fighting the fight for me with Universal to be like, she can do this. Right. Mm. You know, I don't know that I was the first choice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know that I was the first choice. Um, I was the first cast, but I don't know oh. that I was necessarily the first choice. And, you know, that happens, too. Like, I've gotten right. things where um, I haven't been the first choice. Yeah, you get a yeah. no and then a yes, maybe? No, well, someone else says no, and then I get a yes. Okay. You know, they don't tell you no. They just go, with, <laughs> look, we're just thinking about some things. We'll let you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, your agents are saying, and they're it's like... weeks later, you're like, okay. Yeah, and you just kind of... Or your agents don't always tell you, but... Um, oh, mm. You know, or they've got to compile, like, footage to send over so that people can see it and oh. be like, oh, okay, you know. So, um uh, and that's okay because you know you don't. It's like not being the first. Yes, is fine. Sometimes people who the studio might you might be the producer's first choice or a director's first exactly. choice, but the studio may be like, well, we want this person, yeah. and then maybe that person is they pass or they have um, another offer that they like. Yeah. you know what I mean. So it's kind of everything colliding. So yeah, so Girls Trip was um um. An offer. Uh, That's another reminder that, like, there are a million factors that you're not aware of as an actor that go into casting. That go into casting, yeah. It's like, and not always your fault. No, <laughs> no. And sometimes, you know, um, a studio just may want to be in business with a with someone and they may get the role and someone else could have come in and given an audition you like better. Or sometimes mm-hmm. it just might work in the landscape of... Well, if we get this person, then this doesn't work as well. You know, it's kind of like right. fitting together a puzzle. It is always a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Just like it's a puzzle to put together a, a character. To yeah. A well, you know what, too? It's always an accident. I swear it's always like divine <laughs> intervention when cool. they get it right because yeah. it wouldn't, you know, I wasn't the first choice and 
Tiffany wasn't the first unknown choice. name even. Yeah, I think with, I think they wanted um, Leslie Jones was had the oh, offer for yeah. that, and it, there were so many, you know. And I'm not talking about offers, but I'm just saying, mm-hmm. um, yeah, conversations. There were just conversations about well, could this and this and this, but you know, I don't think we could have. I mean, I think the you know with um, Jada Pinkett and Smith and uh, you know Queen Latifah and mm-hmm. Tiffany and. You know, it's like then you get together and you're like, well, I couldn't imagine who the other. You can't imagine exactly, and that's when it's when you know it's working. Yeah, and we as an audience know it too. Yeah, I think of you as yeah. someone who just has chemistry with everybody. Oh well, that, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but they, you know, just what they brought as, just, oh, yeah. you know, what every. So it's yeah, it's it's a, it, there's so many variables, but um, yeah. yeah, at this point, yeah, it's good because now it's mostly offers and. I mean, yeah. I to do. Now you're an award winner. Now my actor. agents have to pound the pavement. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I hadn't <laughs> quite thought about that before. Like, what kind of conversations do you have with your agents? Do you ever, like, is it a thing of you call them one day and you're like, I would like to do a small indie drama? and Or do um, they just kind of know your tastes and your desires? And I think we had talked about, like, me uh, like wanting to get into the indie world. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I love independent film. I yeah. just think it's amazing, and um, my agent and I had talked about it, and then he sent me this script called um, People, Places, Things. Yes. And um, I remember I spoke to Jim Strauss. I really thought the script, I, li- I did love the script, but I was shooting something else in Ohio, mm-hmm. and I said, I don't, I said, Andrew, it's going to be really tough with the schedule. Like, I'm not going to have time to do it. And he's like, well, let's see if we can work it out. So I had to miss their read. I had to their table read because I was shooting. And then it's like I had one day off. And then so I was finishing that one. And then I was in Ohio really trying to prep. Do do the prep, yeah. But still stay in character with the other one. So I was still, oh, you know what I mean? Hard. So I was still doing the prep. And then it was one day. And, and, and I was like, Andrew, one day is certainly not going to be enough. And um he called me and was like, I closed it, so they worked it out. You're going to come, and then you'll have... And I was like... Whoa. <laughs> so I was I was like, you no! <laughs> and I was in the car, and I was like, I'm so mad <laughs> going to New York. And I wasn't mad about the movie. I, you know, yeah. Jim is... Jim Strauss is such a lovely director and writer. I, you don't want to go and ruin someone's movie. And it was... Hmm. They pushed off my part to the last five days. Oh, wow. And I was like, they're in a zone. What if I don't go and get the zone? Yeah, and Joe. And, and the tone thing. And the tone. What yeah. if I suck? <laughs> and, you know, they've been doing it, and I'm over there, and they're like, there's always a, there's the bad apple in the bunch. It's Regina. Oh. And, you know, you know, but you're, all those things go through your mind. You know Does what it I mean? happen every time? Those every pots? time. Every time. It's still like the first time. But um, mm. We started, we did it, and it was lovely. If I did, did, you were not a rotten apple. No, no, no. And the first day, the first scene was like a big scene. I was like, oh, and it's the boardiest, it was, you know, scenes. And we were in this apartment in New York, and I I was just like, oh, my goodness, I hope it goes well. But we had so much fun, and he was such an incredible director, and... I mean, I just, I had so much fun working with the cast. And so it was, ended up, it didn't, I was, then I was like, Andrew, my agent, I was like, I love you so much. That was, <laughs> you were so right. And I told you him, I was right. like, but I wanted to kill you. But, you know, that, all those things, you know, then of course, you know, um, Andrew knew Jim. Okay. And so then when he was thinking of casting, he called him. So, you know, the worlds are very connected, yeah. interconnected. And, um, hmm. 
that was an incredible experience. So after I did yeah. that one, I wanted to do more. And I was like, I see. You know, you know, and I always wish there were more. I wish there were more, you know. Yeah. Great. You know, there are great independents, but I wish there were, you know, parts, more parts. Definitely. Do. And hopefully there will be. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood's going through a slight period of indie film is not quite as prolific as it once was. Yeah. In fact, indie TV is where it's at, yeah. which we'll talk about back Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it really true that, like, you really do have those thoughts every time you book a, you book a job or you're about to be on set or you're, you're like, yeah. I'm going to ruin the whole thing. Of course. I'm so guilty. Yeah. I'm a fraud. Like, yeah, are those yeah. the thoughts? I think so, yeah. It never goes away? Yeah. Well, it hasn't yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe one day it will, but it hasn't yet. I think because you care. You know what I mean? Right. You care. You care about the character. You care about thing. the work. You care about the... And you just, you know... When something comes together, you always feel like there's some other thing that kind of drips through you, you know what I mean, that has to work. And, mm. you know, you always want to be like a vessel that's kind of open to what that is. And so you just, you know, it's art. So it's not like anything you can, you know, guarantee to replicate or totally. do. You know, it's art. And you don't know. You have what you do. You have what you think you have. But then it's got to all come together when it's time to be on its feet. And you kind of have to throw all the... You know, not to mention that you've got people standing around like, all right, what are you going to do? Yeah. And of course they're rooting for you, but, you know, there's the fear of like that it just may not, that it may not work, you know. And so it just doesn't, doesn't always. And like you said, like maybe those doubts are healthy. I think so, because they make you keep working. I mean, you know, I've had times where I've been like crying because I'm like, I can't find the character, you know what I mean? And right, well, that thing that's supposed to flow through that invisible thing, thing isn't yes. flowing. And then and then one day it does, and you're okay. like, I got it. I see. I got it. And then you go, and you're like, now you're still scared, but at least yeah. for you at home, you're like, I got it. I have an entry point. I get it. All right, I know who she is. Um, mm. But when you don't have that, you know, you're just like. Until that, yeah. You, yeah, and so you're. You know, you're searching. And then with that, you're like, okay. But then you're like, well, I hope I got it. <laughs> Do oh. I have it? I oh, so I afterward, there's still thoughts of like, did I, I think, get it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Until it's until it has life. And then you don't think about it. It's interesting. It's like when you're mm. acting and it's freezing outside. And they say action and you don't know if it's cold anymore. Oh. And they say cut and you're like, ugh. You know what I mean? Like you're shooting outside. I don't know what you mean. That's amazing. Yeah, you're freezing. Like you're freezing. I've been outside. I've been freezing. And then once act, they yell action and you start shooting, you're not shivering. You just forget that it's cold. But then as mm. soon as it, they yell cut, you go back to freezing and you got to run inside or run to a heat lamp. It's a, I don't know. It's a weird thing where you're just not aware of those things. I love hearing about that stuff. And I love hearing that it really sounds like for your process, it's about hearing the character and understanding the character in a way that's maybe not describable. It has to yeah. be that invisible flow thing. I think so. And it's not going to click until it does. Right. Yeah. And then you can, especially a lot for like, well, whatever, but, you know, whatever, especially comedies, because you have to know that character so well that whatever you're saying, it it's coming from the character. So when you're ad-libbing, mm-hmm. it's not like you don't have to think about it. Right. It's just a part of them. So then you have to know them so well and you have to, right. you know. Look at the character and be like, please. You know, I say my little prayers, like, please come through me. You talk to the character. Yeah, I talk. I yeah, like to whatever the spirit of the character is. I beg it. 
Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, it sounds like the spirit takes over you when they say action. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds a little studying, crazy when you really think it about does, it. It does. It does. It does sound crazy as I'm listening to it. I'm like, <laughs> maybe I should be committed. No, <laughs> um, no, but, um, but it's what, you know, it is what makes it fun and magical and, you know, scary totally. and exhilarating and, you know, rewarding. You know what I mean? Like being oh, yeah. able to do it and... If it's not scary, I guess it's not fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're like, ah, oh. you know, there may be a take where you're like, I got it. And then maybe there's one where you're like, dang, I don't know. Yeah. And then they don't use that take that you got it on. They use I know. Take. You never know what they're going to use. They, totally. You're like, you're caught between, oh, if I give them. It's just, there's so many things that, but it's, it is, it is, a, it is, a, it's, a, then that's a whole nother process, the editing. And when you watch it and you're like, hmm. you know, but I usually have to start with the hair. Once I figure out what the character's character. hair looks like, yeah, then I go from there. It's the Meryl, it's the hair acting thing. Once yeah. you have the hair figured Gotta out. Gotta start the hair. Interesting. Yeah. I love that. We love those little tricks of the, like, I feel like you just gave us parts of your brain. This is amazing. <laughs> um, Black Monday. Mm-hmm. Is it my new favorite show? I think, yes. I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. Oh, I'm glad. The first episode is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> It's, you say lines that had me going back. You know a show is good when you're going back to hear the lines again. Yeah, it was such a fun show to do. Um, um, uh, our uh, creators were just, you know, so collaborative, mm-hmm. you know, and like so wanting to make something unique and, you know, and special. But, you know, it's it's the 80s, so it's completely oh, yeah. like they're out of their minds. Oh, yeah. And um, Don Cheeto is so... <laughs> He's, oh he's crazy and so great. And Andrew, I love Andrew Reynolds, who I love. Yes. Andrew's so friend of the podcast, Andrew Reynolds. Oh yeah, yes. I love Andrew, <laughs> and I, I can't wait for everybody to see what happens to his character. Oof. Oh my god! I know everything goes like I would get the episodes and be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the stakes seem just like ridiculously high. I know. Yeah, they it's are. it's really really goofy, but it also feels really. Like that period detail thing of like, yeah, it's yeah. very of the time. Yeah, and there's really, there's some profound moments. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that we got to do. And I think things that are going to resonate with people because it is a period piece. And mm-hmm. it's interesting to think it's not that long ago. But some of the things yeah. we were doing and saying, I was like, yeah, they feel like barbaric and archaic. I, I loved it. Yeah. I loved like. I was like, wow, I guess people just used to smoke cigarettes in a plane, but it, like smoke didn't travel. I was like, we smoke, Ew, we yeah. smoke so much in the show. I was like, wow, people just used to smoke this much. Yeah. Like the first shot of you is you exercising at home, but also puffing a cigarette. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spoiler alert. They used to smoke like that. So, and then the yeah. cocaine in the office, you're just like, okay, I guess oh, my goodness. the world oh, we're yeah. in. And, and, we, and we're ordering more. <laughs> Very casually. Yeah, like nothing. Like, oh, good. Fine. There you are, finally. And saying horrific things. Horrific things. It's just only so get, much fun. Yeah, they only get more horrific and more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that sounds great. Um, thank you so much for joining us. This is so amazing. Oh, thank any, you for um, having me. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners? You know, I, you know, I would just say, like, um, don't, you know, don't give up. And you don't know where you're going to fit in. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, I know a lot of times we look at people and we want to be like them, but, you know, you create your own path, you know, with your own talents and, and, and your own, um, your own idea of what a career, a great career is. And I mean, for mm. me, it's always been about 
there's nothing more gratifying than, you know, doing something that, you know, no matter what kind of, even if it's a project that's not amazing, but if you do work in it, I think, I mm. think, you know, just for people to really be um, conscious of the integrity of their work mm. and, um, yeah. And it's, uh, and you know, enjoy it. Don't think about like the destination, just enjoy the journey. I yes. think, I wish, you know, and like, it can be fun. You just never know. It's been, it's been great to see it, to see, um, 20 years later where your career is 20 years. Uh, 20 years. A bitch is old! <laughs> oh, God! No, you're not. Sorry. No, you're not. It just came out. Um, no. <laughs> no. Ah! No, because I was you're like, wow. old. No, not, well, kind of. But the thing is, it's just that, you know, you rem it goes, it goes fast. I mean, I, you know, mm. it's like, I remember. 20 years, yeah. I remember being, you know, in my 20s. I remember... You know, playing the age Amanda's playing. You know, paid in full. I played yeah. seventeen, and I, used, you know, and you just remember, and then you're like, ah, oh, it goes fast. So the bigger thing is really to enjoy every part of it. Yeah. You know, enjoy even the part that feels unenjoyable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because there is something also really thrilling about auditioning and getting a part. You know, my first offer, I was terrified. Oh sure. Because you audition and you feel like you got it because you know what they want. But when you get an offer, you're like, "Oh, I do." All I know those doubts it? start to come. Well, in. you don't know if you know what they want, exactly. and so then there's you know then there's a little more pressure. But um, hmm. you know, just have fun and keep it moving. The next generation is always exciting. In the Envelope is recorded in New York City at Lotus Productions and Hyperbolic Audio. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, tweet us at In the Envelope, leave a review. We want to hear from you. Visit Backstage.com for more content and resources for working artists. And don't forget, you can subscribe to Backstage with a free trial by using the code ENVELOPE at checkout. Thanks, as always, to podcast producer Wiz, Jamie Muffet. You can follow him on Twitter at JamieMusicNYC. You can follow me, Jack Smart, on Twitter at JackSmartWrites. Thank you to the team at Backstage, the most trusted name in casting. Peter Rappaport, Mark Stinson, Samantha Sherlock, Francis Ramos, Lauren Rout, Caitlin Watkins, Rowan Al-Khatib, and especially, should-be Oscar nominee, Casey Howe. Thanks for listening. On the next episode of In the Envelope, Andre Holland. I don't know, man. It's a, it's a tough crime. Ain't nobody getting discovered at the mall no more. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. you gotta, if I was a young actor starting out right now, the thing I would focus mostly on would be finding a community of people who I want to work with and then finding ways to get our work done. Mm -hmm.